Welcome to Three Day Work Weeks for Millennial Entrepreneurs, the show where we explore how the magic of systems can help you achieve a well-rounded life and business. It's time to work smarter, not harder, and ditch that hustle harder lifestyle. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our signature program, Smarter Not Harder, Three Day Work Weeks for Millennial Entrepreneurs. And here's the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Three Day Workweek podcast. I have Blair Halverson here, and Blair, I'm really pumped to introduce you to because he is a systems nerd like me, and which I hope you don't mind me calling you a nerd, but <laughs> he's giving me the thumbs up. So Blair has worked at UPS for almost 20 years, and he specializes in working with small businesses that are UPS customers through the process of creating more bandwidth and capabilities by using their disciplines of supply chains, sustainability, technology, engineering, basically just making them more efficient, making everything that they do work smoother, work smarter and not harder, which is our favorite thing over here. So Blair, thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Kate. Thanks for having me. And like you said, I'm a solutions engagement resource aligned to the Mid-South District for UPS. My roles and responsibilities give me the opportunity to engage with UPS customers that spend about a million dollars or more a year. And when we meet with the CEOs and the COOs at these organizations, we often ask her, hey, can you clearly articulate the problems or the obstacles or the things that are preventing your organization from growth? And those that are able to clearly articulate that, it becomes my job to help them meet and exceed those goals. And just like you said, we apply different business disciplines in supply chain, technology, engineering, and sometimes even sustainability. We have a wide berth of offerings, and it's just a really fun job to be able to genuinely help people. Yeah, it's so awesome. There's a lot of different stories that Blair has shared with me, and I'll have him share one with you in just a minute. But to hear what, when you think about why I wanted to have Blair on here is because you think about a company that their bread and butter is systems and efficiency, because that's exactly what UPS is, is logistics. And Blair, I want you to talk a little bit about what is a unique challenge that you see entrepreneurs have that you work with in creating systems? Sure. So every business is special in its own way, right? Entrepreneurs have this very different view of the world, and it's given them the opportunity to bring a product or service to market that they have a lot of passion behind and a very strong depth of knowledge. Okay. So when I'm talking to these people about a new system, it's not always easy because what they have is actually making them money and is working for them right now. So the whole idea of introducing change can sometimes be our largest obstacle. Yeah, absolutely. And people can get really scared of what will it look like? Just like you said, they're making money because that's our students. They're already making money. You've figured out, okay, I have this product or this service. I can sell it. People will give me money. And you've done that. You've done that exchange, but when it comes there, there's a tipping point that you get to where doing the way, doing things the way you have been doing is no longer as beneficial as making some kind of change. 
So what do you see as that tipping point for a lot of the businesses that you work with? Okay. So it's exactly what you just did. It's the realization moment. To take this to scale, to make more of the money I'm already making, I can't do it alone. I can't go it alone. So what do most entrepreneurs, what do most businesses do to increase their bandwidth? I know. They hire and they try to get the most out of those people and they try to build that employee into their system, make them a part of the operation, right? Yeah. But at some point in time, there there just aren't enough people to hire. That's a real reality in today's world. Yes. Good quality people that care as much as you are even harder to find. So sometimes, and I often have this conversation with entrepreneurs, leadership is setting up a working environment that gets the most out of every hour of every employee of every day. And that's on the leader. And there's a guy named Deming who tells us that 94% of any business or systems problems are based on job setup, not on the employee. So as leaders, we have to create a system that we not only believe in and have a lot of passion behind, but a system that we know works and that can be implemented again and again. And you're really just plugging a new person in whose behaviors are mitigated by a strong system. Yes, I absolutely love that you're talking about that because I find that we as entrepreneurs, sometimes we get to this tipping point and it's so in your face and so painful that we will sometimes just go and hire an expert or a lot of people will hire a virtual assistant company. And I have been there, done that. I got to the point where I had so many clients and so much going on, wearing all the hats. I didn't have anyone on my team at the time. So I said, screw it. I'm just going to offload everything to this virtual assistant. And I'm going to do the doing of providing the service. It was a hot mess because there was no system in place. There was no guidance for what they needed to do or what I actually, what needed to be accomplished, what was a valuable task to get done. So they were, it wasn't on them. It was on me. Absolutely. And do you Mm -hmm. see that with your clients too? Yes. It's very hard. And that's where the difference between doing my job at an okay level and doing my job a superior level, the difference between good and great is being able to have a relationship with those individuals and letting them know, hey, just because I'm here on behalf of UPS doesn't make me any less of a person. And if we work together, you and I are going to come up with a better system. I've got a ton of experience setting up and designing systems. I've got a whole team of people that are ready and willing to come help you do it. If we show you the path, I know that you can walk it. That's a lot of it. Showing a proven means by which to execute that an entrepreneur or a go-getter can just move forward with. That was another question that I had for you was we so often see entrepreneurs become a bottleneck in their business where everything has to flow through you. And because everything has to flow through you, you have to be present. You cannot duplicate yourself. There's only so much bandwidth that you have. Once had a customer describe their matriarch as the immovable object or the unstoppable force. And she was the personification of what you just described. Everything funnels through her, which is great when she's ready to move forward. But when she's stopped, everything comes to a grinding halt. And 
that is a system in need of some autonomy or automation, a system right. that can run without that person driving it forward. I think you described it perfectly is where you see people become a bottleneck for their business. How have you seen them be able to overcome that? I think you talked about the automation and being able to create a system where the business can run without you physically present. Sure. Tell you what, I have a little example of a strong leader and a technological disconnect that prevented their growth. So we talked about this one a little bit before we jumped on here and it's a business, a manufacturing business, they're making their products in China. They're distributing and selling their products in Alabama. Okay. Now, when the products come from China, there's two types of products. There's a gas product and there's an electric product. And they sit on the shelf in Alabama. And as those items are consumed, pulled off the shelf, China gets a report and they manufacture to meet consumption demand. Strong leadership in this organization resulted in the owner spending half of the year in China, half of the year in Alabama. Now, it's really hard to be in two places at one time, isn't it, Kate? Especially when they're like literally the other side of the world. Yes, the opposite side of the world. So little things can become really big problems in a short order of time. So while this guy's in China and while this guy's in Alabama, his teams are working without him. Did you know that the sales folks, salespeople like to close deals, don't they, Kate? They, they like do. to win. They do. Well, the sales team leveraged a process that they called conversion, where they could change a gas product to electric or an electric product to gas. There was no report for conversion, just for consumption. So when this organization took a gas product off the shelf, converted it to electric to close the deal and sell the item, never knew. China knew that a gas product came off the shelf. So this customer ended up with three quarters of their warehouse full of products that weren't necessarily the end sold item post-conversion. They were the consumed goods. This resulted in a disproportionate amount of time, energy, effort, and the cost of labor. They went and it probably added 10 or 15 people to the warehouse when six could do. And they weren't performing warehouse tasks. They were converting manufactured items from one item to another, from gas to electric. And you're saying that these are items that they were manufacturing themselves. They just were redoing their own work. 100%. You described it perfectly. You made my big story short. They were redoing, in some cases, undoing their own work just to close the deal. So enter UPS Customer Solutions through our data analysis tool as a part of a preliminary distribution center assessment we were able to identify the disconnects between the two types of processes going on and the non-conversion reporting that was going on. So since they had a ERP in one country and a WMS in another, and they weren't talking to each other, they didn't know. Nobody knew. Everybody was working really hard. Yeah. But they weren't getting a ton done. They were just spending a lot of money to do the same amount. Yep. But once we introduced the conversion report and showed them how to process that information and make the two systems talk, they were able to decrease the frequency with which they had to ship products, increase the efficacy with which they purchased from themselves, and dramatically reduce. We're talking like a 70% reduction in conversion process and labor costs. I can only no. imagine. So decreasing all that labor of all that extra work that they were doing for no reason. <laughs> 
and really increase profits. And it's profits, about a million right? dollars a year. Yeah, it's about a million dollars a year. So yeah. from the perspective of my employer, we would anticipate a good, healthy amount of volume and revenue, additional packages being shipped, an alleviation of concern. We helped an organization that's already making money find a hole in their money bag where coins and dollars are falling out. We really helped them in a way that has nothing to do with moving boxes, but has everything to do with commerce and partnership. Yeah. I love that you say that it had nothing to do with how they were selling their product or doing their service, because I think that it's easy to overlook the back end of your business of what all is happening to make the product or service to get it in people's hands or to deliver it to people. All of that can get lost in translation and you don't even realize that you're doubling work or you're just missing out on some like huge pot of money that's sitting here. Like maybe you're not following up on your leads because you just didn't really have a system and you're flying by the seat of your pants. You're like, well, if I get a phone call and I answer it and someone needs help, okay, I got you. But otherwise I have no system for getting back to you. And that can create, you're talking about this hole in the money bag where you don't even see what's happening. So can you speak to just a little bit before we wrap up what it looks like to take a pause, to slow down a bit and take the time to go through implement systems that someone gives you like your UPS systems, or like in our case, the smarter, not harder systems that we plug in for people. What does that experience look like for an entrepreneur? Can you walk, walk us through that? Do you want to hear about my big sale that turned into a win? Absolutely. That's, that's really kind of, it's kind of in line with this. So we have a, a very large customer in Alabama and we thought UPS as an organization during their growth, that they would benefit from a technology solution that we offer. And we rallied the troops, we built the team, we designed it out. We started working with this organization to look at what it, what it would take to connect their technology with the shipping technology that we were going to create called advanced shipping technology. At the end of the day, they were never going to connect in the way that we needed them to connect. It just wasn't a good fit, even though Myself, my team, we'd all come together and thought, this is what these guys need. It wasn't. So we had to walk away. Say, hey, look, I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry. I thought this was going to work. You're right. It isn't. Take my ball, go home. But those are the types of business relationships that can really foster a lot of trust. So there was documentation and language that we could have brought to bear to force this organization to move forward with the proposal that we had. Right. But it wasn't a good fit. So we walked away. But when we came back later during another time of tremendous growth and helped them re-engineer their actual tactile processes in a warehouse, so there's mm. five things that happen in any warehouse, Kate. You got to receive goods. You got to put them away. You got to pick them, pack them, and ship them. And each one of those things takes a person, time, and money. Yeah. And when it comes to reorganizing those processes, I'm the very best. Yes, UPS, you got it. Work. You got it. We had the opportunity to work with this business again and improve in that area, warehouse optimization. And I'll tell you what, it was a huge home run because we'd established trust from walking away from a fail in the past. We were able to move forward with just an amazing opportunity that helped their business become more efficient, continue to grow during a time of tremendous growth, and actually is a little bit of a feather in the cap for a major acquisition that they were just part of by a much larger business. 
Ah, very nice. So you went from trying to just plug in your technology with the end of their process to make it happen. But really, it needed to back up a few steps to, to clean up how they were actually doing the service. What we found out through investigation was their IT team, they were top notch. A lot of the small businesses don't have the bandwidth in that area, especially tech, because it's expensive. But as soon as we started working with these guys, oh man, they got this thing we throw at them, they can fix this. The yeah. real problem, to your point, is further upstream. It's the actual tactile processes. It's yeah. the touching of the boxes and the moving of the boxes. And when we studied the operations in the warehouse, we found out that 37% of the packages were getting touched and moved to another area. So we were immediately able to almost flash a work a workforce in half by having an automated conveyor system. We found that the lack of organization required duplications of work. They used yeah. to play this game called, where is it? And the warehouse manager would go, hey, I'm looking for this item, where is it? And they'd scour over all these pallets of all these items and dig and try to find this one box, maybe a keyboard or a mouse, something oh. silly, they'd spend an hour looking for it. They'd already picked it and packed it, but where is it? So we were able to remove a lot of those barriers, decrease yeah. touch, travel and search, increase organization, optimization, efficacy, and throughput. And even though they had to pay a lot of money for our services and the products that we brought to bear for them, and complete return on investment in less than a year. I love that point. All of that, because we really do. There's some statistic that the average employee spends three hours a, a week looking for files on their computer, just files. So having that back end of your business really clean and organized helps you then move forward to be able to optimize and create more growth, more income. You can hire people and you're not hiring them for jobs that are silly jobs for them to even do. Do you see that a lot that people end up hiring people for jobs or putting technology in place for a problem that shouldn't even be a problem? All the time. So they want to, we call it hiring away the issue. Ooh, I'm just yeah. going to hire that away. I'm going to buy somebody's time for $14 an hour and they're going to stand there and they're going to flip this thing over. And it's like, oh man, for like three or 4,000 bucks, you can make a little thing that'll just flip those over for you. Or maybe you go upstream you, you and like it never was upside down in the first place. <laughs> there you go. We call it process mapping. We diligently record every single step in a process. And when you see duplication, you mark it. When you see inefficiencies, you mark it. Mm -hmm. When you see a lack of, I know exactly where to go to get this because this is the circumstance, decision tree type actions, we mark it. Yep. Then we try to figure out how to do it better. Yeah. The great thing about me and my team, not to brag, but man, we've seen it all a lot. This is literally all that we do. Some of the CEOs and entrepreneurs we work with, they've just been selling plumbing equipment since forever. I've been to the plumber, I've been to the AC guys, shop. I've been to the electric distribution warehouse. I've been to the retail distribution warehouse. I got a guy over in Locksley that ships $5 million worth of plants and boxes. You really have the opportunity to see it all. And that's what I love the most about my job. Other than bringing systems to bear for entrepreneurs, it's almost every day is a field trip. It's really cool. Yes. And you are super passionate about what you do where that's how we relate so much, because if you can make something more efficient and you can create more income, you can impact more people with the product or service that you provide. That's a win all around, right? Yep. You got it. So Blair, if you could leave our listeners with one takeaway when it comes to slowing down 
to identify the problems and create more efficiencies. Could you speak to that and maybe give a little takeaway or piece of advice? I will, but you got to let me give one and a half. So one will be the information and the half will be a self-serving plug. Okay. So number one, four Ps. I learned this a long time ago at UPS and I can't get away from it in my personal life. Proper planning prevents problems. Sounds silly, but it's true. If you really want to slow down to speed up, take the time, wake up early, set that time aside in your calendar and plan. And then think about that plan failing. That's what proper planning is, right? And then once you identify the problems that arise as you execute your plan, then you move forward to prevent them. So proper planning prevents problems. Not immediately. It's never done. You're constantly wash, rinse, recycle, wash, rinse, recycle. But that's how systems are built, believe it or not. Failure, trying and failing. Now, my self-serving plug. If you would like to hear the story about capital business equipment and UPS, I actually told it about my technology fail into warehouse success. All you have to do is type nine letters into your Googler. C-B-E and U-P-S. We made a cool little TV commercial. I'd love for you guys to watch it. We'll link that in the show notes too, so that if y'all already forgot or you're driving while you're listening to this, you can click on that link and you can go and watch that video because it is very interesting and they talk figures. And this applies to all of you for all aspects of your life. Blair and I, just before we got on, I hope you don't mind me sharing. We were just talking about planning and planning for the week. He has two little ones. He's got a full-time job and his wife is a pharmacist with a full-time job. So they like to, he plans ahead and he plans their week. He plans out what meals they're going to have because they, and he knows where they're going. We were just talking about logistics of babysitters and all this stuff. We're going to a conference together tomorrow. So all these things, they apply to your business and they apply to your life. And all in all, like y'all can hear how happy Blair is because he genuinely loves life and he's figured out ways to enjoy life by creating efficiencies. Wouldn't you say I'm speaking for you here, but. No, you're totally right. Some of the things that I hear my peers complaining about or worrying about, it always makes me happy to know, oh, I know what I'm having for dinner tonight. Heck, I know what I'm having for dinner tomorrow night, even though I don't know, I just got to look at my list. Exactly. Yep. And Blair always has all these fun side projects and all. That's what we care about at Three Day Work Weeks is you have your job, you have your business, and you are helping people, impacting more people in the world. You're living out your purpose. But we also want to live life now, not wait till we're 65 when we when it's time to retire. We could go on for a long time, but Blair, thank you so much for being here. This was such a fun conversation. Hey, I appreciate the opportunity, Kate. Thanks very much. Thanks so much for listening to the show today. If you're curious how you can create more white space while scaling your business, check out the show notes to learn more about our signature program, Smarter Not Harder, three-day work weeks for millennial entrepreneurs. Make sure to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.